0: Hi everybody! Thank you for tuning into Airborne Entrepreneur. Welcome, everyone! Thank you for tuning into my podcast. And today I have a very special guest with me, uh, lovely Natalie Lane. I met her a few months ago, and, and we have amazing conversations about you know how to actually deal with the team, how to build up the the great business. And we talk a lot about values and uh, I guess about things that we both value in, in life and relationships and what is really important in business for both of us. And I, that, that was the major reason why I invited her because she has that, that real relationship creation in her blood and, and real care about clients. And you probably remember, I told that a few times that I love to have people here. They really, really care about their clients and they put them on the first place. And yeah, I would love to welcome you in my podcast and, and really ask you to tell us something about yourself and, and yeah, how did you come to, to this point that you have actually amazing business running and yeah, what was before (laughs) welcome.
1: Thanks Alex. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It's um, a real pleasure. Uh, exactly what you have just said, you know, um, client relationships are at the forefront of everything I've ever done. I think starting off, um, I think starting off my life in hospitality really taught me about customer service. And I can rely on that. (laughs) Yeah, those real fundamental um, stepping stones of actually having to talk to people and be nice to them. It was, it seems so basic. But that's the key fundamental step of of looking after your clients, you know, look after them, be nice to them. It's not hard. I I often wonder how people muck up uh, their client relationships when the reality (laughs) is you just need to communicate with them. So I have sort of brought that through everything I do. Um, And also I think something that's key for me, and I've said it in another podcast and I say it in my social media, um, everything I do, I try to have an outcome that I'm going to be happy with and that makes me happy, not just I'm happy that got sorted, but happy, joyful, happy. So I like to feel good about what I do. You know, I haven't got to where I am and the age that I am because i'm unhappy and things you know it's a struggle every day that's not having a good business having a good business is meeting great people like yourself um going to different events working with your clients and and trying to be the happiest person because look at what we've gone through in the last couple of years with covid you know uncertainties we all need to try and be happy somewhere along the line so that's really what drives me Um, yeah. Good client relationships are two-way. You know, uh, I think for me always treating people as you want to be treated has, from a little girl has always, you know, been, been a fundamental um, step along with those customer service things. So even if a customer, a client, a supplier has um, annoyed me, I really try very hard to just still treat them the same way as I want to be treated because sometimes you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. I like and, that. Yeah, and, some, and sometimes you you can actually make their personal life worse by just thinking, oh, well, they're being difficult and you just sort of end it. Not saying that I'm a, a, a counsellor or a mentor or anything, but sometimes just by being kind to them, it changes the situation. So, um yeah that's how I sort of do business by by being welcoming being kind um and then I attract the right people anyway so clients having clients has never been an issue for our business your hive we have always um I suppose it's been word of mouth referral basis most of our clients and that makes me very happy. You know, when we look at the stats every year, I'm sort of always thinking, well, that shows that we must be doing something right. Uh, looking at yeah. who has referred us is always an interesting thing. Like which people have said, oh, you know, go and see your hive. And then I look at those names and I think, oh, yep, it's, <laughs> it's really interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's nice. And I think that's when you think about healthy business, you know, that's that's how it should be. Like. just to really have those those clients that refer you but also when I'm thinking about beginning um, maybe let's go there because before you really deliver the values the value to the clients you can't really have referrals like it's it's really about like when you're starting from beginning from zero and I know because you started in different industry I was actually in hospitality a lot that means I know exactly what you're talking about when we had to be or not even have to be like, like you are naturally nice because you you can see the reaction from other side. When you're nice to people, usually they're nice too. That means I always feel like that's the only way to do that because- yeah like coming from acceptance and, and compassion and empathy and, and all that, you know, like really, really think about that. It's not about me, it's about my clients or other people. And if they are angry, maybe it's just their bad day, you know, it's it's not a reflection of me. That means it's, it's really good to to see that, that actually people understand that relationships are so important. Mm-hmm. But from that uh, perspective that you started somewhere, and I know people, people struggle a lot. Like I have a few clients and and my, you know, some of the past clients when they started their business, uh, they really struggled because there are no referrals. You know, there is, there's everything that's yeah. new. Like what was that beginning for you? Like like what did you do that you feel like like changed your business that now you actually are comfortable and you feel great, you know, that your yeah, client's yeah. coming into your business?
1: Well, it's a really good question, Alex, because everybody has to start somewhere. Uh and you either start with a purpose in mind. In my this is my opinion, you start with a purpose in mind, or you sort of fall into it. And I'm of the latter. We sort of fell into what we did. Um, there was definitely um, a different service offering at the beginning of your hive than there is now. Um, so the background will probably explain most of this. Yep. I was in a career, um, became unwell. Uh, as, as did my husband, and we made some life decisions about um, moving, having less um, financial obligation to the bank, <laughs> all those sorts of things. So those personal decisions started to happen um, as we were, uh, as you progress through life with your children. Yeah. And I was working for um, a small business owner at the time, and I, ha- I had a really good job. I really enjoyed it. But it was going to become the point where I couldn't travel that far, plus I became ill, and it made me look at everything and think i don't want to do this anymore i don't actually want to work for anybody anymore and could i do something for myself that's where it started could i do yeah. something for myself i was very fortunate that um, i had some really good female role models around me who were a little bit older Um, if that's possible. And they come on. (laughs) What do you are? Like 18, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was they just I sort of listened. I listened at the right moment. I listened to what small and they were they had their own businesses and they listened to what they did. And the gap was helping female entrepreneurs run their business. Now, that didn't necessarily mean doing admin or marketing or, I don't know, all the traditional bookkeeping or any of those things. It was just to sort of support them and help them grow their business. So that's where I I personally started. I wasn't part of your hive then. It was just um, I helped one client, one, and I, I got it right. I worked out what the gaps were where they needed help. And then I excelled at that bit where they needed the help. So I really, I suppose, honed in on they could do that, they could get a bookkeeper. So I didn't need to be an expert bookkeeper, you know, was why would I go and yeah. do that? Um, I didn't need to um, be a web developer, because you could go and get a website developer. I didn't need to be um specifically in admin but I could see this crossover between admin marketing and business growth there was these it was very clear to me that there was gaps there there was gaps in the whole process there were gaps in them um, building steps so they could then move on to the next level so that's what I did I went in on into those gaps and I worked out how to um, solve it for one person and then I knew what my offering was. And then, I suppose, through a little bit of courage, I did some networking. I wasn't keen on doing it at the time, after having been ill and um, being, yeah. having a child later, in, you know, another child later in life. Um, so I sort of had to be brave and step out there. Once I did that, I started to meet some of the wrong people. <laughs> I met oh welcome yeah (laughs) Yeah, I was there as well (laughs) yeah and so it made me realize oh my god why do I do this networking stuff there's all these people out there that aren't the right fit for me but my advice there is you've just got to keep going until you find the right people and it doesn't happen overnight Um, for me it took a little while and it through that process I met my business partner um, who actually uh, Katrina Uh, I had a gap in a client that needed some marketing that I just didn't have time for or the expertise for. So she came on and worked with me and that sort of grew, long story short, that grew into uh, we decided to go into business together because we were sort of the yin and the yang. She had stuff that I couldn't do and likewise there was stuff that she couldn't do. So we we came together, which is an odd thing because not a lot of people would recommend going into a partnership. Um, we did that in 2017 and have grown from there. But again, by the time we got to 2017, I did all of this from 2010 to 2017 by myself, seven years, various clients, was difficult at times. I'm not going to say it wasn't, you know, people go, oh, you know, it must be so easy. It wasn't. Sometimes there were, I needed more clients and the networking was the biggest thing I found yeah. to work for me. I will,
0: I will probably pause there because you said so many amazing messages there, like when you were describing mm-hmm. your story. And uh, when I asked the question, how did you actually get there? How did you get clients? Because there is no referrals at the beginning mm-hmm. because we they don't know if we can add the value. But I love when you said, first of all, you actually first analyze what is the gap I think that's very important when you offer any services or products that really understand there is a gap and people need you, people really need your service and can really uh, move the needle in their business or in their life or health, whatever you sell, you know, whatever it is for people. But you said another thing, but it was really important that uh, that is one of the prospecting and sell strategies is actually uh, networking. But what I love when you said that you had to be brave enough, that means you actually came from the point like that you were actually stuck before and you had to overcome some doubts and and maybe you yeah. know a little bit of uh, not feeling comfortable in that environment with strangers and also advertise your business and yourself and you still didn't have maybe enough trust because you had also child you know and all that things that oh my gosh like that's a lot of stuff that was going on in your life but you did it and I think that's the important message for people yeah. you know when they said that that uh they just stay home and and they stay on computer and they think that business will come to them. It's just not true. You actually need to overcome that, overcome that discomfort and do something. I I always think there
1: are a few few avenues into your business and the more businesses that I've worked with, particularly over um, the last, say, four years, um, I have realized that marketing, you know, (laughs) marketing yourself, marketing your business, is only as good as what you offer, what you actually follow through with and who you are as a person. You know, you can oh, have a... Thank you for saying that.
0: <laughs> oh my God, like this is, honestly, this is gold, what you just said. Yeah. Because marketing is who you are. Yeah. Ma- marketing is you and it can't be better than you. Marketing will be always, right. <laughs> always what kind of person you are and and that will go with you. That, that, that's, that's your reputation. <laughs>
1: You see sometimes people, I, I, I mean, because I'm in this space, I see a lot of marketing done really, really well. And I also see a lot done really badly. But the ones that you see really bad, there's things to take away from it. You can see people's purpose, but they don't join the dots properly because they they think I've got to sell, sell, sell. or yeah, yeah. I, It's all got to be about my business and my products and but they need to understand, they need to turn it upside down. In today's world, everybody wants to know who they're doing business with. Particularly if you're a solo entrepreneur or a small business, they, they want to know who you are. They want to know what you stand for. They want to know why you do what you do why why is it that you've got this small business and yeah. let's face it it's easier to go and get a job and earn a salary than it is to run a small business oh
0: that's not even a question yes like it's so much easier to have your work you know and, and a kind of security even people think that is security but yeah some people believe that is the safety the safe path yeah. but it's so much harder i know it's small business and especially when you're starting it's it's really it's it's hard it's not easy.
1: It's not easy for them. And I yeah. and I do think that one of the way I, when I speak to anybody who is a startup or perhaps they've started their business and they're at that point where they've got a couple of clients, but it's not enough. Um, and they just can't see why they can't attract more people, which is often a sticking point. You know, they've got started, but they're not getting anywhere. Uh, yeah. I, I, I often say to them, Oh, often it's because they're not confident enough to come out from within. So showing who they are, really believing in themselves and their business. Once you've, once you've got that sorted, you've sort of got quite a good stepping stone for all of your marketing. But you've also got to remember, not everybody is going to see you on LinkedIn. Not everybody's going to see you on Facebook or Instagram. You have to go and do the networking. You have to have a a website that's branded to you you have to get out there on a podcast you have to blog you have to do it's almost like you've got this circle of you in the middle but you've got to come with all see what works for you
0: yes i I know
1: some people that have done nothing in their business but google ads nothing (laughs) nothing else yeah and it may work for them or it may not. I've come across businesses that say, I've spent $3,000 a month on Google Ads and I've got all this business. And then I speak to somebody else who has spent similar money and got Nothing. So, And I think
0: that's
1: important
0: Yeah, you've got point. to work,
1: work out what is good for you. And being a business owner is not like being an employee. You do have to take the extra responsibility that if something's not working and you say, why isn't it working? And you might be having mentoring or outsource people working with you and it still may not work you've actually got to take responsibility to that and sa- and stop and say, no, this isn't working and go back to basics and try <laughs> something else.
0: You, you're just kind of s- talking in a steps that I teach because I teach, I, I teach uh, five success principles and it's funny because you mentioned them all. Like basically <laughs> it's, the, it's the starting with the outcome, like really understand the purpose and vision and really you can connect actually, like you said, you know, like who you are, you can connect with people with your vision and, and they will connect with you because they will understand that, that probably that's something I like you know th- like her vision is amazing and and her way of doing things are really something that resonates with me yeah. that means people will connect with you on a personal level and this is so important and the next steps are uh, like that um, sensory acuity and, and you like have that self-awareness if something doesn't work it needs to be changed and all it's strategy. A business is not emotional. Business is strategy. Business is results. Business business is basically just to see if you're getting actually enough clients and if you can survive and if you can actually thrive. And not just you know like oh yeah I don't feel good about that. Like well it's not about feelings. And I always said just really understand this strategy doesn't work. Change it, evaluate, I think change that's it. That's
1: a really important part then of your program because I I have. Last, I think it was last year, maybe the year before. I'm a bit confused of the years, you know, the way time is going. But anyway, fairly recently, Katrina and I had a client who we had been doing their social media for, and it was it was good, but it wasn't having exactly the results that I would have wanted. So um, we we have a strategy call every month, but we had a, we booked an extended strategy with her and. I said to her, look this isn't working and I gave her the various reasons that I felt and she went no. oh thank goodness if you've said that because I, I I think so too and I said well how long have you been actually thinking this she said oh for a few months I said why oh didn't gosh. you say that a few months ago if you weren't happy um was oh, I didn't want to hurt your feelings and I'm like hang on you are paying for this service if something's not right I don't have um, personal feelings. I'm not going to sit here and get all upset because you don't like a design we've created or some copy we've uh, created. Yeah. It, it's about getting the right thing for your business. So that's the difference between a business owner and an employee, I think. You know, yeah. as a business owner, you have to grow a bit of a tough skin yeah. um, and understand that not everybody's going to be your ideal client, that some people are going to go, no, nah, it's not for me. And you have to... Um, I think you have to wear that. And, and, you know, we've had knocks before. We've had clients who have been, you know, really good um, packages with us and have left. And you've gone, oh, why did they leave? You know, and for a minute there, there's this tiny part of you that takes it personally. But you flip it around quickly and you go, okay, well, these are the reasons. Got to wear that, move on. You have to be able to move on in business. And I think when you start up, you can take things quite personally. If, if somebody yeah. doesn't like something or somebody doesn't buy it, you've got to, or um, well, you know the term, you've got to test and measure. And yes. that's not just about social media results. That's about your products, about your service. Is it the right thing? You know, if you're running a course, yeah. one bit of it seems you sort of start to see people glaze over and... and um, you know, lose interest and why are they doing that? Well, it might be that that part of your course needs to be changed to keep people engaged. Um, You know, it's it's like fashion. Fashion changes all the time. So your your services and your offerings have to change all the time and that's where marketing can be hard for a lot of small businesses because they don't, they get used to one way of doing something and then things change and it's hard to keep up.
0: And I think that's that's an, another very valuable point that uh, we need to be flexible. That's actually one of the success principles as well, because yeah. we need to have we need to be behaviorally flexible enough to be able to change as fast as we need change when market changed. Like we, we really need to change. Like I when I'm thinking about my business, I changed uh, the delivery and the pricing and and everything what we do basically last year probably a few times. And I already changed a few things this year and it's only end of February mm. and beginning of March. That means it's all about that uh, constant, consistent evaluation and consistent checking on your strategies. And I think that's amazing what you do with clients from that perspective of marketing or social media that they actually you can tell them like something, you know, doesn't work. Let's have a look like how we can do it better or how we can change that. And it's all I guess, how do you see, maybe this is a good question, because there is a, a lot of different, uh, I guess, uh, criteria in uh, in marketing, because like, we need to be aligned, we need to be that personality, but how do you see that, Like, for example, you have a client and they come to you like, Natalie, this is what I want to do, this is what I want to advertise, this is what I want to sell. Are you taking the client like, hey, come on, just just wait here, just just wait for a second and let's have a look, because that's mismatch. Like that's not you. Like I'm not sure why you maybe offering this service or how why you present service this way. Is that something that you have a look as well? Like that aligns? Yeah.
1: Sometimes, um, sometimes people come to us and they they are very specific. They know exactly what it is they want you to do, um, which is great. You know, yeah. them being specific is great. But quite often you'll sit down and you will ask questions and realize they've got other gaps. Because something's not as easy as advertising, selling or doing marketing around it if you haven't got the support infrastructure to cope with the demands. I'll give you a very good example. We had a client who wanted, um, I would just, I'm going to say a service um, that they wanted to offer and it was by appointments and I said, if you do these half-hour appointments and how are you actually going to manage the appointments, number one, like do you have a calendar system that they're going to book into? Yeah. Number two, if you if you sell all of these half-hour appointments, you will have no time until the end of 2022 this year. So is that the right, you know, if where are you going with what you're offering? Plus, you don't have a CRM that can support whether the, where these leads are coming in. So the service on its own or the product on its own, the idea of it is right, but you need to have the other steps in place. Also, it may be that the service seems really misaligned with their brand. And it might not be that that may be where they've developed, but they haven't, um, they haven't updated their web copy to reflect this sort of change in their service offerings so there are a lot of steps in marketing that the final bit is doing the promotional stuff it's all the other stuff that needs to happen uh, yeah. in a quite a strategic way for it to have the best outcome it can and i think um, and I know I keep saying I think, but it's it's general rule of marketing out there is an, unless you've got a system or people to cope with the demand. If you've got a great product or service, having a notebook to write all these down in is never going to be enough. That's not that's not a system. <laughs> you know, if you have,
0: I like that to have a notebook. It's not a system, yeah. <laughs>
1: That's good. Great it's reminder.
0: Not. Yeah, that's absolutely great reminder because we sometimes like what happens a lot of my clients. It's a really good point what you said because they start to get clients. Now they start to get more and more and more, and uh, and they can't see because we try to prepare people for that. Like if you will really start to get a lot of clients, are you able to actually take care of them? And, and so honestly, that happened to me probably with 50% of clients, they're starting to work, work with me. It's it's very interesting because they realize that, aha, uh-huh, this is the thing. This is why I actually don't get results because I don't want results. Because if I will have more clients, I can't fit them anymore into my schedule. And they basically, instead of check the delivery or, or check how they can do it differently and actually pump up marketing and sales and actually work with you to get more clients, but but deliver a different way or just change a few different strategies. Because if you have CRM, it's so much easier. Like, like the system absolutely. is absolutely amazing. And I know you work with the with the same system that I have. And it's just so, it's so much easier to manage people, manage yourself, manage the time and really give support to clients. And I think when you look at that with your clients, I think that's really kind of, service beyond i guess from your side because from that perspective is important because sometimes we we can i don't think marketing itself like getting more clients is is that complicated it's complicated after that what will happen after that with that bleeds and clients what are you going to do with them and all of a
1: sudden your customer service might go you know dip yeah. because you've got no way to deal with them and i think you know one of the biggest things that we do at your hive is crm implementations um, yeah. Because when we start talking to people and say, "Okay, well, if you get all of these leads, what are you going to do with them?" and they go, "The first thing you can see is a bit of a glazed look," (laughs) um, because they they might even they might even have a CRM, but they're not really you optimizing it. So, and I hate the word future proof, but CRM is all about future proofing your impact later because if if you get john smith come as a lead into your business you can put john in there you can you can set your system up say where he came from what he's interested in what his business name does he have employees um, has he um, subscribed to your newsletter all of these different elements and you can separate and segment your crm then for future marketing and that that is the gold part of you know yeah if you do everything right as a process when somebody comes in as a lead we've then got that that to uh give you a stepping stone to the next step in your marketing and they may not be um a hot prospect at this point in time, but they've yep. been interested enough to contact you. Um, later on down the track, they may come back as a client. We have that quite often. You know, somebody will come in as a referral and we look up to them, we talk to them, we give them some time. They may not be ready at that point, but we keep them in our system. And we've had we've had people come back a year later and say, oh, we spoke with you last year, da-da-da-da, can we have another chat? sure let's have another chat where are you at and they may have put some of the steps in place that we told them they needed to work with us and they're ready and and more so that they've they've had a bit of a brain switch that they're ready yeah that's important that's really important in marketing to really be ready to focus on those those activities that are required yeah,
0: that's such a great point because uh, I was actually same at the beginning, you know, I was getting leads and and uh, I had all these like at first I started with Excel sheet, you know, and I have all these names there <laughs> and I put notes. And of course, like we start somewhere. And uh, when I was putting them into CRM, I was thinking, oh, I really don't remember like, okay, what was this person about? Oh, I don't remember what they click on. Uh, they, did they attend my event? And I didn't make enough notes. That means it's really best what you can do for your leads because uh, to have a CRM because you actually can have process in place and understand where somebody's coming from if they are from in my instance you know if if they want a sales or marketing or if they want I don't know coaching or transformation or personal transformation or leadership it's really important for me to know like where they're coming from what they are interested in that way I can actually direct them and guide them somewhere and I think that's that's what people a lot of time neglect because we collect you know business cards we collect a lot of leads uh, we, we meet people networking but but do we really write down like what is the person about do they even like want to talk to us maybe they're thinking about coaching or marketing you know like it's we don't really take care of that conversation and that's again from what perspective you're coming from it's relationship listening 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 Others. us and really care about them and what they need. And that way That's if you do that.
1: You know, your networking I, I, sounds silly, but I have a bit of a process to my networking meetings. So it's not silly. If,
0: That's perfect. I you know, always you tell my yeah.
1: know, from our networking, you know, you'll meet people and I will come away from that and I will have quite often it will be up here and I get back to the office and I go straight to my CRM and I put everything in there with people that have said they want to have a meeting with me, I will put them into my meeting list. And um, when I'm going to contact them, anybody that has said they want to actually have said, I'm going to refer you, I actually put it down and I follow them up. Uh, So all of those, and plus also the listening I have done at those networking and think, okay, who can, uh, where can I make that work for other people? So, there's no point in going to a networking meeting if you're just going to yeah, turn yeah. up, yeah. have a cup of coffee, throw around a few business cards and hope for the best because hope, again, is not... Oh, thank you for yeah. saying that.
0: No, thank you for saying that because what you just say is basically taking responsibility. that yeah. You you really need to take responsibility that you will be the person to contact people, get back to them, and remember if they said, you know, they want to talk to you, they want to have ketchup, or maybe they want to just kind of... Uh, talk more about your business you know and how you can help them or exactly. maybe they have referral for you wow like it's so important to write it down and have the process because you are yeah. only only one person that is responsible to have results from networking
1: there is no my one else very, my very um I did a, oh, probably about five and a half years ago I did an event um, that was a business networking event where um, there were lots of stallholders um, with your information and, and I went along with a couple of other people. And, you know, it cost money to set up. It cost us time being there all day and having um, something to show and something, you know, about what we did. Yeah. Which, you know, took an investment of our time to do, which was great. So we had it all organised, um, as did all the other businesses there. And I noticed three – well, sorry, not noticed. I experienced three different business people attend the event as participants, not as um, stallholders or uh, trade desks, whatever you want to call them. These three business owners that came through as participants – They weren't interested in the stalls. They were flicking out cards to people. So instead of them investing time in having a stall, having a stand and doing the right thing and and getting to talk to people, they were there for their own benefit and hoping to get business by flicking these cards out. I have kept two of those cards. Um, I lost one. It's the only reason I haven't kept it. I have kept two of them as a way, as a reminder of how not to do business. Yeah, and I like that. <laughs> these two, they're both men, the two that I've got, and I'm not saying it's because the other one was a woman, um, but the two that I've, I've got, I have seen where they work. They have changed their business quite a few times in that time. And it just reminds, and I see their social media, I see their LinkedIn, I see all these things, and I watch and I listen and I go, they, they've never changed how they do things. And they're always on the look for the cold sale, and I am never about the cold <laughs> sale.
0: It, yeah, and and oh, this is great reminder when we talk about cold calling, cold emailing, cold meeting or first time when you see someone first time. A lot of people going to their sales strategy. This is oh, this is my like favorite topic because I love to teach people around sales because what we do, we go to sales conversations or cold call called meeting with already outcome in mind like this is this is what needs to happen this will be sales it's not going to be sales there is like the first meeting or first call is never sales it's, it's just another interaction it's just another meeting is another conversation with people and yes if you are so amazing to create a relationship through the one meeting or one call you, you probably can get sales but it's not the focus and I always said just really focus on get just another connection with them, you know, get approval to to talk to them and and show them a little bit more what you can do for them and and learn about people, about their business, because we are not always the right person to help them. And there's so many, you know, uh, social media managers, so many coaches, you know, that I know if I'm not able to help, I will refer to them to other coach. And it's just because I, I want to focus on my clients. And I think that's so important to I just met so many people, uh, they they flick the cards always at so many networking events, they just give me card like, hey, hey my name is uh, XYZ, you know, this is my card, and this is what I do. And I'm just looking at them and thinking, I didn't even ask yet. <laughs> like,
1: know, you know, and
0: as a by of I'm Alex, <laughs> you know, and it just feels like, you don't even have a chance to ask and have conversation because they already told you everything or uh, what they wanted to told, tell you and they don't want to share anything else. It's kind of, yeah, I, that's not how you can build up your business and relationship. means no. I, I love that you mentioned almost,
1: that. It's almost like um, that way, of, and I'm going to use the term very loosely of marketing. It's And it's almost like a numbers thing they figure if they can hit enough people with a business card 100 (laughs) people with a business card they might get two or three sales I would rather have 10 interactions yeah good quality interactions and get one sale but those 10 people might refer me
0: yeah and that's what I absolutely agree and I don't even have business cards what is a little bit bad i know but <laughs> i i don't even like i don't that's the responsibility i actually learned to don't give business cards i learned to take business cards from people that i believe i can help with referral i can help with maybe my my services or someone else that i know like you natalie i know that you can maybe help them that means i will actually take people's card rather than give them mine and it's on me to send them email with follow-up and i think yeah. this is for all business owners that. They should, or guys, you know, we all should take responsibility if you want to grow our business. And don't wait that if you will give someone a business card, maybe they will come back to you. They will not. And I think that's the the major difference. But I will probably go a little bit more into LinkedIn because I know you, you love to work or you love social media. You know how to do it. You're absolutely amazing expert. You're helping so many clients with CRM and social media. I know your services are absolutely great and helping a lot of people. Now, I, we talk about that a few times, you know, that LinkedIn is important. And I don't know, I would probably just just for our clients, because we have, we have a few minutes to go. And I think it'll be nice to just give them an overview. Why do you think the LinkedIn is the way to go? Why do you think it's important? What is different between LinkedIn, Facebook? Just give us a little bit of kind of helicopter overview.
1: Yeah. Well, look, Alex, one of my loves of LinkedIn is that it's a real representation of you as a person. You know, it's your profile. Yes. It's, I mean, obviously, you can have a business profile, but we're talking about personal profiles here. So it is a personal profile of you, which you can keep up to date all, all of the time. It's easy to keep, it's such an easy platform. So, number one, it certainly helps. Um, with people being able to find you, I don't know how many times I've thought, I know that person's name. I can't think of, I can't think of the business, but I know their name. So I, I, I search for their name, and LinkedIn is a great search engine yeah, on yeah. Google. So you start searching for somebody, you can find them.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so number one, it's like a mini web page dedicated to your profile. Who doesn't want that? You know, why wouldn't you spend exactly. time in getting that right? Um, it's not overly complex. I know people think they actually see LinkedIn sometimes as a bit of a barrier. Like, there's it's hard. It's not hard at all. LinkedIn is about getting a really succinct profile, yeah. writing your about section, and not leaving it for seven years and hoping for the best. <laughs> Change your about section as often as you want. If things change in your business or your personal life or how you view your business or you and you're starting to see different clients, write your about section really targeted at the people that you want um, to listen to you. And also that resonates you. It's a really good way for people to get to know you. You can create posts, you can create articles and you can interact with people very easily. And LinkedIn has... Um, Obviously, you've got the video. I mean, video, we're all hearing it everywhere. You know, video, video, video is so important. And, of course, LinkedIn, you can use video. But you can make connections with people in LinkedIn who are really aligned with you. And it's not just about accepting connections. Um, There's so so many things I could say about connections, but I'll keep it as brief as I can. You know, when you connect with people, if you just hit on the connect button on LinkedIn, in my opinion, that's like throwing a business card at somebody. When you connect with people on LinkedIn, send them a message. Like after I've been to a networking meeting, if there are people there that aren't um, a member of my networking group, I go on to LinkedIn and I, the very same day, I make a connection with them and send them a message to say, it was really great to meet you today at blah, blah, blah. I would love to connect with you on LinkedIn and perhaps have a a coffee in the next couple of weeks or so. And I don't think I've had anybody knock me back from that approach and it works really well. And then once they've connected with me, I go and have a look at their profile I go and see what they're doing. And I make, I've got a little list of people that I actually, each week I want to go and have a look at their profile, see what they're doing, commenting on their posts. Because I'm going to, this is for all social media now. We all want people to um, react and engage and like all of our stuff on social media, whether it's a post, a pretty picture on Instagram, it's a business service on Facebook Or it's an article on LinkedIn. We want people to like it. We want people to share it. We want people to write a nice comment. However, you have to be really honest with yourself and ask, are you doing the same to other people's posts, articles, pictures? Because if you're not, you cannot expect people to be doing the same to you. You've got to, like I said, right at the beginning of this interview, You've got to treat people how, or in my opinion, you've got to treat people how you want to be treated. So if you people to engage with you, you've got to engage with them. So I make a, a little part of my process, social media process for our own business is to go into LinkedIn every day. And I don't know you do the same, Alex, going in, having a look around, not going down the rabbit hole of three hours later, but making a little bit of time each day, having a list of people I actually want to go and have a look yeah. at. Cleaning my um, connections and being um, strategic about how I communicate with people on LinkedIn—it is not hard. Yeah. I have found some of the greatest connections on LinkedIn, but also, I have, more importantly, I found the best information, like some great articles that other people have managed to see that I've never seen.
0: Yeah, I and agree I- with that. Yeah, that's—it's really I love it, and I've I, I actually signed up because there is a newsletter. It's, I think it's new stuff yes. that you can do on LinkedIn. I sign up for some newsletters because I think it's great because people a lot of time they they share actually more blogs and newsletters on LinkedIn than on website. It's yeah. and it's uh, it's great source of information. But we it's, did... all,
1: it's a part of educating your audience too. So if you've got if you've got uh, if you're not really sure about what LinkedIn can do, like I often say, times if you're really not sure about what it can do for you. Pick out a few of your ideal clients. Like if the best scenario could happen, you know, if Bill Gates is your client, well, he's not the best one to look at. But if, um, you know, I don't know, if Alex is, the, is sort of the client that you want to, to get to work with, go and see what Alex is doing on LinkedIn. Do a bit of stalking. Have a look. See what she's doing. Then when you feel like you're up to it, comment on the posts. Most people that are on LinkedIn who get what it takes to succeed on LinkedIn, we'll respond, we'll like, we'll do all of those sorts of things because it's, we're all there for the same reason to generate um, awareness of our, our own personal profile, our, our services and how we can, I've actually put together, I've put people together on LinkedIn. That's networking on, on LinkedIn, you know, yeah. bring two people together of, of my connections. So You know, understanding those real basics is is not difficult. Then you can take it to the next level. Um, I I do like a little one-on-one LinkedIn education with people where we do a review of their profile and then we can have, you know, actually go through about what it is they're looking to do how they're wanting to interact, what their voice sounds like on LinkedIn if they're not confident. It's a bit like being prepared for a networking meeting. What is it you want when you go there? What are you going to say? Are you going to be a wallflower and just stand at the back of the, the room against the wall? Or are you going to have a purpose when you go in? So that's how I see LinkedIn.
0: I really like that. I really like everything what you said. And with, uh, with uh, posting or liking and reacting to, to other people's posts, I think that's really important. I, I, I look. I don't do enough of that. I know that because I'm I'm pretty much really bad with social media. Like I'm not there all the time. But what I actually ask people, because I really want to see someone else posts and I want them to actually tag me. I ask them, look, if you want me to read it, please tag me. If you because I really like your content, and I actually talk to people and tell them. And I I tagged yesterday a few people in my new podcast episode and. And I think I tagged you as well. And it's. You did, and I listened to it this morning. (laughs) Yeah. And I look, I always thinking because it's. I'm thinking, okay, who can actually get some value from this? And I think about about a few people. I don't tag always the same people, but I'm always thinking, like, I'll be honest, I think this person can actually get something from that and can like it. And I (laughs) send them sometimes a message and I said, look, uh, I tagged you because I thought that maybe this can be something interesting for you. If not, sorry, uh, Like, let me know what kind of um, articles or topic you are interested in. And I'm, I will tag you in th- those kind of things. Because I think it's so important to take it from the perspective that I don't tag people because I want them to like and comment only that. I want them to actually get some value.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't want them to
0: miss out on that. And I, that's why I said, people, just, just tag me. If you post something, tag me. I'm, I will be happy
1: i think also alex one of the things that linkedin enables individuals to do is to really stand out as what they do and their viewpoints you know like and it's a real good way of showing who you are because when we've got facebook and instagram it's a lot more light and fluffy in my opinion LinkedIn is about getting down to, the, I mean, and look, LinkedIn isn't for everybody. I understand that. So I'm not saying that everybody has to have LinkedIn. I'm not. But if it's if it's the, one of the right platforms for you, you can actually really um, optimize your profile in a way. You've just got to spend a little bit of time. A little bit of time every day builds up to quite a significant um, uh, yeah. presence on LinkedIn. So uh, again, it, you know, I say this in so many other things, it's all about planning. It doesn't mean you've got to sit there for two days and go, oh, what am I going to do? It's all about just planning. I have a planning day for your business once a month, work out what you're going, you need to do. Then LinkedIn becomes, you know, you might do it for half an hour every other day or 15 minutes every day. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't become uh, a burden to you, but it's certainly a, an, a great option again for startups it's a great option because they can actually get in on the ground level and start to build out their contacts um, and if you've got a bit of time you can yeah. mine for some of those contacts and work out you know like okay I want the a particular business I really want to connect with their um, I don't know their operations manager so you can go and do some research of business A and find out who yeah. their operations manager is and then try and connect with them on on LinkedIn, and it's not a hard thing to do. It just takes it, a
0: little bit time. It's amazing. I think it's absolutely amazing. Even when you do like a sales navigator, like when you have the paid paid LinkedIn, yes, I think it's amazing how easy your research becomes. You know, when you're looking for your strategic partners, startups can look for investors amazing platform to look for investors you know like yeah. you can see what people did before if they invested before you can actually find big companies and and people in their roles in the bigger companies and it's not that we are stalking we try to get everyone you know to be our clients but it's start to have the conversation because how better you can start to actually grow your business uh, then just have conversation with the right person and maybe they will t- give you feedback maybe they will tell you like look we don't look for uh, external like I had a lot of lot of feedback and conversations with people with some in some big companies and they said look we are not actually looking for external services like yours we actually have employees uh, we employ people like you and I don't want to be employed and means for me I know the type of Business is not for me because I don't want to work like that. I want to be contracted as as a company. It was really great for me to don't waste time and try to tell everyone, yeah, I'm looking for this type of companies because it's not true because I did the research and I had conversations. That means I'm not wasting my time. And I think that's what people are missing. It's not only about sales. It's about really strategically grow your business, really start to think about who you need to connect with. And I think that is really helpful in networking as well in general.
1: I think, though, Alex, when when you start up um, a business, you sort of have so many things coming in at you. You don't really know which one to do first. And that that can seem quite... not uh, overwhelming, it becomes quite overwhelming. Do I do my social media? Do I do my work on my blogs? Do I go and do LinkedIn? Everybody's telling me to do something different.
0: Yeah, uh, that's big, yeah.
1: <laughs> and you hear all this advice from, from everybody and, you know, the one person will tell you this worked for them and another person will tell you this, you know, something alternative worked for them. And you, you need to have time where you can... Be strategic in your own business and think, okay, I'm for the next four weeks. I'm going to try this exactly, and, and give it a good effort and see what happens. And if it works, great. If it doesn't or it needs tweaking, have the yeah. courage to to change it or to speak to somebody else and look. I tried what you did, but that didn't work. It worked sort of worked, but how can I make that better? Because you'll find most small business yeah. owners. Yeah. Most will happily share their successes and failures. Um, you know, exactly. uh, yeah. there's work out there for all of us. And one yeah. of the things I am very, very conscious of is that fact there is work out there for all of us. So, for those struggling startups, uh, one of my methods, one of my, I suppose, deep um, thoughts about startups is yes it's time consuming to work with a startup but it's not it's you can give help and you can if they can follow the right people on social media and get tips and and education there is a lot out there for them there's there's no point in paying for huge big services if they really don't know where they're at to begin with so they've really got to have a bit of an idea and like, you know what What you're doing Alex what we do in education on social media there, there is enough resources out there for them to pull a lot of stuff together yes um and there is enough work out there for everybody especially at the moment there's a lot going on
0: yeah and I agree like it's all about test and measure like you said before you know we talk about that it's good to try something put all effort into that I mean, really do the work don't just try for a few days and say oh this doesn't work for me It took me probably a year to realize that Facebook doesn't work for me. Like, it's just, we still have it. It's still, you know, we're sustaining that we do stuff on, on Facebook, but we don't use it as a sales strategy or we don't use it as a sales tool because it doesn't work for us. And I think that's fine, you know, but a lot of people exactly. say that it's amazing and it works for them. That's great. And I always tell stay on Facebook if that works for you. I just want to see the result. Is, yeah.
1: You also got to remember that it comes down to personalities too. So, like I was saying somewhere along the yeah. conversation, you know, people, everybody has a different sort of personality, but some, some people they can really express their personality on Facebook or they may have already got a really big personal profile on Facebook. So, yeah. as soon as they introduce their business, it can really work well for them. Yeah. um but I always say the rule of thumb is is two forms of social media because one can act as a validating tool for the other yeah um, it doesn't have to be a, a key specific message that's going out but it can validate the business yeah. it can support the website exactly um, yeah
0: that, that's why we keep like we keep Facebook and Instagram yeah. but it's not yeah. really it's more is social proof there is there it's existing it's it's still alive. But also, it's not used as a as a sell strategy. But it's supporting, like you said, you know, website connections that you have another profile, and yeah, I think it's important to to see how we're using everything, all the platforms, and yeah. what we do and with people, them. Yeah.
1: Again, we've had clients that have been just done about everything. You know, they had Twitter, Pinterest, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, Instagram, YouTube, yeah. and they're they're still looking. And I say, well, you know, <laughs> yes, we use yeah. what you have. <laughs> it's like me at the beginning. Yeah,
0: I have I have podcasts, I have YouTube, I have so many platforms, yeah. but I'm slowly settling You've got to down. Sort of yeah,
1: hair it back a little bit to uh, focus in on where. Yeah. I mean, we've got clients that Instagram is just number one for them. Yes, yeah. and have, so we have to really make sure that Instagram is uh, working. The hashtag research is done that they've got a link in their bio to their website so that we're getting the web traffic to the where the sales actually uh, are happening, unless they've yeah. got a shop on their Instagram. So, you've got all these different elements of which platforms will work for which people. So, uh, you have to get to grips with those. And I think for startups, again, that's another one of those oh my god, what platforms do I go on? Yeah, um, but again, that's that's not difficult um, when you look at opposing. Or opposition um, competitor markets if you do your research you can yeah. you can quite easily see where where your um, where your home on social media should be
0: yeah um, that's really good it can be daunting yeah. but you,
1: you, there is a home for everybody <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes that is, i believe that's it yeah <laughs> that's a really nice message mm-hmm. and i think that's good idea or good advice just to really have a look what your your competition does and and what they doing if they are you know like what is the major platform they use i think that's that's really good and that's when yeah. people should have that research you know who is your avatar who is your competition where you're standing in the market and and what is your price level and all, all that stuff if they if people have that market research i think it's like you said it is easy it's not that hard to actually
1: look no, they the don't platform. have to create a 24 page marketing plan yeah. that, there's, there's no as just i, I I don't know how many times, Alex, I 12 years ago started and left uh, marketing and business plan. It was terrible. I started and I got a certain way through it and I went, oh, no, it's too hard. Yeah. Um, what Katrina and I do is we have, um, we have, a, <laughs> we have a one-page business plan. Good. It's, and it outlines our key goals
0: it's enough. You have milestones, you know,
1: there, yeah. who's responsible and how we're going to measure it. Exactly.
0: Um, oh, this is, this is great. This is gold. Cause that's, yeah. that's what I just talked to clients uh, in the morning. And I, I said, I don't need anything else. I just really need to understand where you're standing. What are your services? What is your price strategy? What is the number that you want to achieve? Yeah. Are you going to get actually the goal as a client or a number of the clients, or are you going to focus on the revenue in dollars? Or are you going to focus on profit? And people don't understand the most important fact is what is the outcome you focus on.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I can focus on number of clients, but I don't need to have the best profit. It's just all about like where we're we going and and have milestones and, and, and it's exactly individual, isn't one it? major. Yeah.
1: It's individual because some people may be really, I mean, I know I know so many people that are it's all about the dollar amount, what they're gonna yeah. end up with. But the reality is if your overheads take away most of that, your profit is going to be zip. So what what are you focused on?
0: Yes. Um,
1: everybody everybody's different. So we our marketing goals, our business goals, they're not wrong, they're individual. So what's right for me might not be right for the next person. Exactly. Yeah. And as long as they're not unrealistic. Um, you know, because we all have to have a bit of a reality check from time to time. Um, we all do. And I mean... I will challenge you on
0: that one. <laughs> 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 I will challenge you on that one.
1: Because I always said, who can say
0: who is reality, what is reality? Because we can't see what is reality in one year because it can be reality we don't even have a chance to think about now, like what it can, what can happen. Yes. Like People say because I, I, that was my first thing. I, this this will be just the last last comment. Um, quickly for me, it's uh, I had really great wake up call when uh, when I said I was always having those goals. Like yes, I want to have business. Yes, I want to have hundred thousand to two hundred thousand dollars, and it was really hard to set up that one million dollar goal because uh, I was like, oh, one year it's not reality, you know. And and my coach told me the times like. How do you know who told you? Yeah, And I was like, you're right, actually, who told me? Like, it's just me t- telling that to myself that actually is not possible, but it is. And the one client changed my business, you know, forever. And that can happen to anyone. Like, that can be that one strategic. And that's why I said you have your ideal clients, but you have also your strategic clients and the bigger clients. That means you have actually a few different avenues to look at your client's profile and when you do the right thing, you can change your business in, in a week. You can change your business in a month. I and I think that's, yeah, that's important. Like, yeah, reality is reality. What we see is our perception, but we can actually change the perspective and we can do a little bit different things, different way. And we can actually change the, the result. What we don't see as a reality right now. That means that's, that's the big thing. That's just challenge for everyone.
1: Yes. I, um, I agree. I think, and a lot of that comes down to self-confidence, uh, Yes, you know, I've one, I've written a blog on it as well. One of the big things I say is not be afraid to say no. Um, You know, you don't have to take on every single client. Um, it's, It's much better to have, I don't know, let's just say four really good clients than, than six, but two are really, you know, zapping your time. And so the other four aren't getting the attention they need. So it's, I've yeah. learned that over a long over twelve years of business, that if someone doesn't align with you, just say no. Or if you're already working with them and then you find out they're not so you know, not such yeah. a good fit. You, you, there are ways to. I'm going to use the word offload, but there are ways to to do to part ways. Um, and you, you can find refer. Yeah. yeah. The minute you do, and we've done this a couple of times, because you think, oh, you know, we need the money, but as soon as you've actually parted ways, you open that energy up and new people come that's in.
0: Yeah. And, and that's exactly because it's wrong to just say, like, yeah, I need to take this client because I need money. Like that's really bad reason to take client on board, yep, I guess. Absolutely. And, and that's that's what we need to learn probably, you know, in our business journey. Because when we say actually no, and we because always my, my kind of goal is to help everyone. But how I will help them is the question. That means if someone will come to me and will say, like, oh, I want this all marketing strategy, I can probably do it, but I will probably say, you know what, you are a client for Natalie, and I will rather refer you mm-hmm. to that client or refer someone else. But I'm trying to don't let them go because they come because they need help. But what I can do if you don't want to take for all of you guys, you know, like if you if you have a client that you don't feel that is a fit, you know, or alignment, really think what who can help them because you don't want to let them go and don't help them because the yeah. major thing it should be we should help people that means I, I believe that's the thing what really worked for me like if i have someone i feel like okay this is not what it should be <laughs> then i'm going straight away like okay who is great in this uh, how can i help them better and and I'm happy to refer, you know, and it's the client actually will get what they need. I think that's the most important part. And yeah. I love, look, I, I love the way you do things, and and that's that's why I'm really happy that you you've been here today because I think we touch on so many points, and and I I can see it like it, what is important to me is important to you. Like we really see the world, the business yep. world through the same eyes as our sunglasses i would say you know it's it's (laughs) a little little pinkish and little red and (laughs) it's it's beautiful but it's also all about relationships and really help others and i really value your time and i'm really aware of the time that we we will probably need to finish but i was i was going to ask you at the end uh, do you have any kind of gold or anything that you would love to say at the end or maybe advice or maybe tip or maybe quote or something that you would like to share with our audience at the end just to be sure that I get the blast, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think, as I say, I'm going to say heart point again, after being in business for 12 years, you do have to do what makes you happy because ultimately at the end of every day as a business owner, you want to be fulfilled in what you do. And most business owners are a different breed to an employee. So be true to what it is you want to do. I've, I, I I cannot stress how much. Be authentic, be you, because if you're that, people will resonate with you for the right reasons. If you're a copycat of somebody else, you won't ever, from my experience watching other people, their business never takes off the way it should. If you're authentic, if you're genuine, you have a way of dealing with people that is original to you you will attract the right people people will refer you people to you so always yeah just be yourself it's the biggest lesson I have learned rather than trying to feel like I'm a corporate person because I'm not you know me Alex I'm very casual I say it as I see it and I have found that by being me by just you know I'm a bit of a, uh, a loose cannon at times <laughs> um but the reality is people like me for that and like Katrina for our style of doing things so be authentic that's i can't I can't stress how how much that's important in, especially if you're a small business
0: I think that's a beautiful message, and I believe it's very important as well and that's probably a great message for everyone who is shaping their business and their personality in the business then Maybe don't try to shape it that much, but come back to yourself and really understand what are your values, what is important to you. And I'm really happy. Thank you very much for the time that you spend here with me. And uh, I believe everybody will get so much value from this conversation. I know we probably don't talk about, didn't talk about a lot about the strategies, but we talk about in general business strategies. And I, that's why I really love that because I think it's more helpful than anything and, and you know to go to details if anyone wants to speak with natalie uh guys if you need any help with social media or linkedin just just take that evaluation from from her do it with her it's always worth it to speak with someone that is expert and is, is great in their field. That means I can't really recommend more, Natalie. And where we can find you, tell us what how they can connect with you.
1: Okay. Well, of course, all the social media channels. That's, um, but if you head to our, our oh, website. Oh, really?
0: You're on social media? <laughs>
1: yeah. If you head to our website, all the links do work, as far as I'm aware. Um, it's uh, yourhive.com.au. You will find us there. You can connect with Katrina or myself. Um, and yeah, we're always happy to catch up with people for a coffee and a chat. So yeah, I'd l- love to see anybody that's just, even if they're wanting some advice.
0: Thank you very much. And I wish you an amazing, beautiful week and I will see you Thank soon you. anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we take care.